1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Suffering is a fact of life on a fallen planet, and Christians are not exempt. If we don't accept this, we will be vulnerable. We may have a theology that has no room for things going wrong in Christian life. But know this, our theology will always be tested by the harsh realities of life. Faith trusts in God in times of suffering when we cannot trace Him. We like Job cannot see into the infinite counsel of God. We don't always know why he allows certain things. Could Job have looked into the prelude of his trials and seen the discussion between God and Satan as we can with hindsight, how differently he would have reacted. But that is the point of the book. Job didn't know. He wasn't meant to know. If he did know what was happening, there would have been no place for faith. There are some things that God cannot reveal to us at the moment because their very revelation would destroy God's purpose in them. We are meant to believe that there is an explanation, even if we can't see it. Believing God in His revealing of Himself is one thing, trusting Him in His silence is another. Though Job struggled to come to terms with what was happening in his life, he could still say, though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. This is Set Free with Ken
0: Legg. And thanks for joining us. It's Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And this week, a curly question. What do you do when bad things happen to God's people? I think it's an important point that Ken has just made too. It's one thing to trust God when we have a word from Him. You know, that's when He's revealed to us what He's doing in our lives. But it's a completely different dimension of our faith to trust Him When he is silent and when the heavens seem like brass, it's tough, isn't it, Ken?
1: Yeah, so that leads to the question, what can we trust in when we don't have a revelation or word from God about our situation? Well, of course, we must trust in what we know about the character of God. Remember, Satan's whole purpose in trials is to get us to charge God with this, that he isn't who he says he is, mm. that he isn't a God of love, that he doesn't keep his promises. Now, of course, God is not obligated to tell us why he does things. That's not a right as such. Uh, he doesn't need our approval. We feel like he does, though, sometimes, yeah. don't we? Well, actually, he can make executive decisions without consulting us. Yeah. Uh, and he can make it all work for good without us even understanding how it's all working for good. Yeah at least at the time. So knowing the why of the circumstances of our lives is not essential, but knowing the truth about God is.
0: Mm. I guess the question some listeners might be asking though, Ken, is I accept that God doesn't have to tell me all that he's doing in my life through my circumstances, but how do I actually work through my situation right now? And you mentioned that all we need to know is the truth about God, but what are some of those truths that are important for the times like this that I'm going through right now? Okay, well, here's some affirmations or truths, if you like.
1: Uh, the first one is, this may be bad, but God is good. Let's let's distinguish between the two. This may be bad, but God is good. I mean, the Bible says God is for you, not against you. Yeah. Uh, he loves us with an everlasting love. Um, you know, in my book, um, Grace Roots, I talk about this... Um, this young lady sitting on the grass. You know, she's in love with this young guy, but not sure whether he loves her. pours the petals. He loves me. He loves, me not, loves me. Loves me. Loves <laughs> me not. We can be a little bit like that in in our lives. You know, when something goes good, he loves me. When something goes bad, he loves me not. And and, and we get into this kind of roller coaster kind of Christianity. Now, is God's love really that fickle? Uh, and I think this, Phil. If you doubt God's love, look at the cross. That's the one constant of life. You know, Paul says, if when we were enemies to God. Jesus died for us, how much more now that we're his children and been reconciled to God, does he love us now? Yeah, so so the first foundational truth is this may be bad, but God is good. The second thing is this, He always he is prayers. He always his prayers. Have you ever heard a Christian say something like this, Phil? What have I got to do to get God's attention? <laughs> yeah, It can seem like that at times, you know, as if he's just not listening to my prayers. Uh, there's that famous um, apology by Cicero to, to, to uh, someone. He, he said um, um, he was apologizing for Jupiter's neglect of the world. And he said this, the sovereign of the universe is on the whole a good sovereign. But with so much business on his hands, he hasn't had time to deal with every minute detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes people can get that, that impression of God is that, you know, like, yeah, I believe in God but I don't believe in his involvement in my life and that's what we call deism. You know, atheism is uh, the belief that there isn't a God and theism is the belief in a God but deism is the belief that, hey, yeah, there's a God but he's it's, gone about somewhere. Disinterested. Yeah, yeah, disinterested, exactly. But the fact is that um, he does answer prayers. You know, the fact is um, somebody once said he answers them in one of three ways. yes. No, or wait, or somebody said he, there's, a, there's a fourth way. You've got to be joking, <laughs> <laughs> but but he always pr- hears our prayers, and I think that's something we've got to really hold on to. That fact, God has heard me. You know, we haven't got to do anything else to get His attention. He heard us when we prayed. And then the third thing, Phil, is that God is all powerful. He hasn't lost control. Uh, now God could have prevented what happened to Job if He wanted. Now we don't know why He allowed it. But we know that it would not have happened if he did not allow. We've got to look at that regarding our own lives. Paul says, no temptation, no trial has happened to you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted or tested or tried beyond that
0: which he's able to give us the grace to endure and come through. So just in summary, three good things to remember. This may be bad, but God is good. Yeah. He always hears our prayer, and he is all-powerful. Yeah. I guess it's really cl- clear out of that that our theology is really important when we're going through a difficult time. Some people say that they're not really big into theology, but everybody's got one, They've got some, uh, a belief system, whether they realize it or they don't. And if their theology is sound, that's what's going to give them a foundation when we go through those hard times, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You remember yesterday we spoke about the theology of Job's wife. Uh, It was basically in good times, thank God, but in the bad times, forget him, you know, curse God and die. Let's put that another way, Phil. Life's meant to be good, and if it's not, there's no point in living. Now, that's the basic premise that underlines the philosophy of euthanasia. Mm. You know, if if we can't have quality of life, then life is not worth living. Uh, But, of course, the message of this book is that even when life is painful – it can be meaningful and even fulfilling. And the book of Job teaches that there is purpose to all that we go through. Yeah. Not only the good, but the bad. God makes all things to work together for good. He doesn't just make the good things work together for good. He makes all things work together for good. So, here we see Satan had an intent in this suffering of Job, and that was uh that he would really curse God, you know? That was his that was his Aim, is that he would get Job to say that God is not good. He's not a loving God. He's not a righteous God and a curse God. Ah, but God had a purpose in it for good, didn't he? Yeah, you remember we quoted uh, James, was it yesterday, where he says, you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. The end intended by the Lord. It's not just that Satan had a purpose here. God had a purpose All along. You remember Joseph, all that he went through. But what was it that he said right at the end when he got reconciled with his brothers? You meant it for evil. You Mm. meant it for evil.
0: But God meant it for good. God
1: meant it for good. So God used their evil to serve his good, which Mm. is an incredible thing. A lot of people, you know, kind of really uh, stumble over that. But that's the fact of the matter. God will make all things work together for good. So if it has a purpose, then let's not try to escape the suffering, but understand the message that is in it, and take the steps to grow because there's a blessing on
0: the other side of it. Paul says that all things work together for good. You quoted that before. Mm. So I guess that means all things. He doesn't say some, all things. So that includes the bad stuff. Yeah, as we said yesterday, God doesn't cause the bad things. I think we've got to keep that separate. God doesn't cause
1: the bad things. Only you know, Only good comes from God's hand. But he can utilise them for his greater purposes, and then make them work together for our advantages. Actually, you know, in quoting that um, that verse in Romans eight, all things work together for good. Just a few verses before that, Paul makes the point that we need to see suffering in perspective. He said, "I reckon that the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us." So we need to see things in perspective. He says, "It's like." putting what we're going through now in one set of the scales, Mm -hmm. then in the other set of the scales is the incredible good that God intends for us in eternity. And Paul says there is absolutely no comparison
0: between the two. Some good insight today on what to do when bad things happen to God's people. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow. And in the meantime, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book Grace Roots, which features topics from today's message,
0: visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.